Minds and Minds Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tides and Minds Podcast. Tides and Minds. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fight, Eagles, fight. Score a touchdown, one, two, one, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high, and watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles, fly, on the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. That is for last weekend by Giants, by Cowboys, and that is a little bit of good luck for tomorrow's game. This is releasing on a Saturday, so if something bad happens, then... Let's just remember this moment. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the king of Halavision, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the American rad-ass Daniel Radford. Hal, I sent that link in our group chat. Uh-huh. I appreciate when people get an opportunity to learn. It was like it was like an Eagles fan version of Abbott Elementary. I'm very glad that that very drunk man learned what a giant was that day. I think he was a little more specific than that. I think people are missing the point of what's going on there. I'm just gonna say do that. You? Yeah, I do. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe you might be right. Look, here's the thing. We don't shame people for He's wanting to essentially learn. saying in his drunk way, what's giant about them? They're not any bigger than any of the other guys. There's nothing that makes them okay, giants. You understand how that's when I say things when I'm trying to sound dumb because I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, but he's drunk. He's drunk. And he's probably from Delco. It's fine. Cactus Kelk <laughs> is here. That's Lindsay Kelk. Hi, that's me. I do like a cactus. We have several in our backyard. They're in do you pots. Like a, a cactus cooler. I'll take a cactus cooler. <gasps> All right. I could. I could go they for still one have right those now. At, like the store next yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, nom 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 nom. You know when you're WWE and you need to go to a city with a hot crowd for an important show. Where do you go? Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The home of drunken, happy Philadelphia fans. Their minds are exploding. (laughs) We just made it to the World Series. The Sixers are the number two seed. The Eagles are playing the NFC Championship game. They're all drunk. I guarantee you four (laughs) hours before they even walk in to the stadium, they're already drunk. There's been a lot of tailgating. I I was just going to ask you, what does a Philadelphia tailgate look like? Can you sing it to the tune of Philadelphia Freedom? There's a challenge for you. We're in improv now. (laughs) It's a whole bunch of barbecues and people wearing jerseys. (laughs) I I can't complain. It can't be any different than any other tailgate. It's people getting drunk, people hanging out, Listening to music, cheering on either their favorite team or excited to see a band or excited to see wrestling in this case. The the 30th anniversary of Raw. Kind of weird that they don't do it in New York City, which is the real home base of, WW, of WWE. I guess Madison Square Garden was busy. On Monday night, I didn't check to see. And but. they didn't want to like be like, I guess we're going to Connecticut. Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it was in the, was it the Hammerstein Ballroom, I think, was the original yeah, yeah, home. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Of, gorgeous, yeah, actually, gorgeous theater. Yeah, yeah, they had to go up the little elevator to get the ring in. It's like a whole mm-hmm. history story. And they did that simulcast a few years ago where they were both places. But, you know, I I think that's, that, Julia's reminding me that it's the, it's like like Miz getting on like the the F train to get across or whatever train you would take <laughs> to get from Madison Square Garden to the Hammerstein Ballroom. Like that was a nightmare. I do remember that. I grant that. What an interesting show <laughs> that both felt like a celebration of Raw and not a celebration of Raw at all. It really felt like a best and worst list. Uh-huh. <laughs> we went back in time mm-hmm. with all of it apart from any time Kevin Owens yeah. and Sami Zayn was on my screen. I was like, oh, yeah, I, this is 30 years ago. I could have skipped it. Yeah, not in that, like, sexy back to the future way where it's like, gotta go back in yeah. time. Wow. I'm just like, no, yeah. Huey Lewis. No, it was there like, is no news. Like, this is just bad. Legitimately back in time, like how people don't realize because it means that you would have no rights. Ha ha ha. What fun. What fucking marks. Who was that playing poker? I could not tell who that was for the life of me. It was Alundra Blaze. Alundra Blaze. It was Medusa. Yeah. It was. Okay. I thought maybe it was. I wasn't sure. The belt felt like a giveaway, but I couldn't tell. I'd know. uh, Well, that's on me. Well, and also they made no point of it. 
Like they made no like, hey, yeah. oh my goodness, it's you. It was like, oh, guess what? Hey, and then yep. you have the belt. We've heard that's a yeah, thing. You you're don't not going to walk through a funny door and get a moment. You're not going to get an in-ring thing. You just, you're just there. Well done, you. I'm furious. Let's talk about good things. <laughs> From a nostalgia standpoint, you're opening with with Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart, Ooh, which and... that's its own problem. Just to take a step back from that, just to go more macro, that guy, Hulk Hogan, had almost nothing to do with Raw whatsoever outside of being there Literally for a brief nothing. period of time. You don't have Stone Cold. You don't have The Rock. You don't have Kane, even. You get the most outdated half of their greatest commentary team. So you just bring in Jerry the King Lawler. You can't get, get Jim Ross, obviously. You can't get... Chris Jericho, you don't have John Cena. You don't even have an injured Randy Orton sending a cameo. I think John Cena was there. You just couldn't see him. That's the issue. <laughs> that was just, there was just an invisible hat. Mm-hmm. John Cena was around. there the whole just time. Just sitting in the middle of the ring. Just couldn't like, see checking him. his watch. Like, yeah. is it my turn yeah. now, guys? Yeah. Just, Why yeah. do you all keep leaping over yeah. me and, as you can? And it also... It's <laughs> your <see> whiplash. <laughs> but, I mean, like, for all the things that it didn't have, what I do appreciate is that there was a little bit more of a focus on things that are happening right now. Yes, that I agree versus with. Versus taking a break from all of that to watch, you know, Kurt Angle come out and beat somebody. That whole segment I thought was very Well, it's funny. like a big nostalgia. I mean, obviously nostalgia is a huge part of WWE business now. It's mm-hmm. not just them. It's literally all of entertainment, which is like, hey, you liked this thing. Your parents liked this thing. Why don't we do both things and then be like, Aren't you happy we did that? Aren't you glad we did Ghostbusters with Stranger Things? I'm enjoying the Night Court reboot, what? so I don't know what you're trying to say. Hey, yo, Pacock had me with the Saved by the Bell reboot. I get it. But it does feel like it's yeah. a lot of that. R.I.P. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dashiell. Please bring back Zach Morris is trash. I appreciate that it's more about what in the segments they were able to elevate the talent that's actually there. But part of me feels like you have to do that now because so many of the there's always a new look. WWE has been around for a million goddamn years. There's gonna be a new important anniversary every like six months if they do it this way. Didn't we? It's not even six months since we saw DX. I was just right? about to it's say that. Thank you. Not even six months. It's like fourteen minutes since we just did this. And I get that we're grading on a curve, and which we shouldn't have to, but still, yeah, we do. Um, and in that sense, I totally agree. This was better than it has been in the past where the old talent goes, you know, makes the new talent look like shit. Mm-hmm. Poor FTR. I apologize for you. I still feel bad about that too, but maybe you're coming back. So maybe you don't feel so bad. And I love that they did not do that. But mm-hmm. for me, it just, I don't have a massively strong connection to DX because I wasn't watching it then. So like, I get that that was mm-hmm. not for me anyway. Right. But for me, it went on way too long. It was just like too long. <sighs> Kurt? What what are you doing out here? I always wanted to be in DX. And that's without knowing that I lost my cage match <laughs> due to time. Damn. You know? Like it just fucking went on and I thought it was super cute. I thought Kurt Angle was very cute. But I've just seen DX do all of yep. that. Like they just did. All of it, and I, I didn't, I didn't need What's it. it. And then even the three, the six man tag. It's like, what was the purpose of this? Like, why are we doing this? What am I learning? How does this? If this is from a storytelling perspective, which story is this furthering? Which is this progressing? As opposed to once again returning to my original line of this thesis, as opposed to my cage match, like which <laughs> furthers an existing story, uh-huh. as opposed to taking what. 20 minutes, half an hour out of the show. I think that what they think that we enjoyed about DX was them talking about how they're old and can't talk about things that they used to talk about anymore. I think that's what they think that we want to see for 15, 20 minutes. No, I was a child. I wanted to see you pretend to (laughs) fuck a tank. That's what I wanted. I wanted to watch you grind your dicks on a tank or clits in China's uh, version. I want Shotzi to come out on her fucking tank and be like, 
I got a take too, boys. And then you have a fucking take party and then you get the fuck off my show in like five minutes or less. I want the tank party. I didn't even know I needed that, Danielle. No, I needed it so badly. I needed Shotzi. She even does black and green. What the fuck? This is what I'm saying. It's right there. Too many on the table. Jesus Christ. Now I'm doubly furious. I've been watching wrestling for too long. (laughs) That's what I need. I'll write the dissent on this one. This definitely felt like, in a show where they did do a lot of storyline furthering, like we said, I thought this was like a, here's here's a little bit of nostalgia. And what makes DX is like that they're kind of like, a bunch of like Bugs Bunnies, right? <laughs> That's what they turned into. Going a little bit big, but now they're old. They shouldn't be wrestling anymore. None of them should be. No, God None no. of them should be able to beat Imperium. Should be None of them should be chopping and a hip should come out. None of them should want to fight Imperium. So no. that that worked for me. And Kurt Angle being shoehorned, like all of it just, it, it was uh, to me like a, I, I enjoyed the meta of like it being a nod to like, why is Kurt Angle here? <laughs> like, okay, fine. Really, the whole thing is a setup to Teddy Long coming out and making a multi-person match. That's Teddy, fine. That was funny. And um, LA Knight and, is and LA Knight all day. LA Knight's, I almost put over a Mountain Dew ad this week <laughs> with LA Knight in it. We That's all nearly did. The man is a superstar. The man is a superstar. Outside of The Undertaker, in terms of no longer active ring competitors showing up, the biggest pop you're going to get of the available available talent for that night is The Undertaker and Degeneration X. It's just, in Philly, it's going to work. They were there for a lot of that. They were there for the ECW Extreme Era. Like, you know, all of that stuff. It still plays. I don't like to see Hogan get a pop in places anymore. He is going to get a pop everywhere he goes, and it breaks my fucking heart. Because the way he got a pop at WrestleMania in New York in 2019, I could not believe it. It was still so fresh then, and it was like a very diverse crowd. It's fucking New York, and everyone's like, yeah, my guy. And I was just like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. We're, we won't be sat down through this. Right. And that's why I say I don't, I don't agree with it in any way, shape, or form. I don't like it in any way, shape, or form. It's Do I understand happen, it? Yes. I get yeah. it. I get why they did it. I don't agree with but it. But from a business standpoint. I don't standpoint. like it. I wish yeah. they hadn't. But from a bu- it's not like I look at it and go, why would they do that? Like, I'm aware of why the decision was made. I didn't like the right. decision. And also, like you say, they were very thin on the ground with yeah. Legends, honestly. I don't know if I've mentioned I was disappointed with the cage match. But the whole time that we were having the three-on-one mugging of Damage Control versus Becky, I was waiting for Lita and Trish to run out. I'm like, any mm-hmm. second now, Lita and Trish are going to come out and save her. And I know we're not going to get a match, but like that's what's going right. to happen here. Okay, they've shown pictures of them. They've shown Lita a bunch in the, in the packages. Like That's what's going to happen now. <laughs> None yeah. of that. None yeah. of that. Uh, that um, was the biggest shot. So yeah, shot. they were very light on the ground on the Legends. They didn't even mm-hmm. have all the Legends they had advertised that they were going to have <clears throat> Bella Twins, <clears throat> Bella Twins. Brah! Yeah. <laughs> Obviously the Dings, legendary, gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful. I, you know, there is obviously artist from art. Um, and so it, it actually helps me to think that Mark is dead. And so then him coming out and doing like the American badass, I'm like, oh, okay. He's like running his greatest hits. Good for him. He got a new hip. He's doing like a podcast or some shit now. He's doing a rebrand. This makes complete sense. But also like, you literally look like you need training wheels on your bike. And I know why he's doing it that way. Like he hasn't been doing the entrance with the bike going on and going around the lane forever for like years. But he almost always did. He almost always rode it like a big wheels around, <laughs> around the ring because you don't have a lot of space. It was I might have, I might have, you know, I probably thought better of it then because, like, you know. Yeah. Now you look at it and go, old man waddle bike around. <laughs> I've had one lesson. I've ridden a bike one time and I felt like I looked more competent. It's just, Is that true? It, I felt, I, one time, it was, I did a whole thing. Let me tell you about it another time, Hal, when I went to Wales on a trip uh, with the first ever all women's, uh, like, bike rally. Um, and we went to Wales and I hung out with an all women's bike gang. My next record isn't for 90 minutes. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, they're called the VC, VC London, which stands for Vicious Cunts, which is a joke name because uh-huh. they were all, they're delightful mm-hmm. women and they were at a wedding one time and a guy came over and said, well, you look like a right bunch of vicious mm. cunts. And they were like, I'm having that for my bike gang. D- delightful women. Gay Sweeties. as fuck. A little bit gay. 
It was That's pretty That's all gay. the gay I need, baby. <laughs> Cracks knuckles. A hundred of us, 150 women. Uh-huh. Uh, no dudes allowed. Super, super fun. Just like chilling out. We all camped, oh. barbecued. There was loads of fun bike stuff. I got to be flag girl at one of the races, which was very exciting for me. Uh, and um, most importantly, we had free 805 lager. That's Ooh, what I remember. That would we be got all loads I remember. Free 805 beer. They sponsored it. Yeah. Uh, and then they, and then I had to have a bike lesson, and I was terrified. But I still looked better than Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's important. <laughs> because I was mostly in it for the aesthetics. And that is my problem with the American badass. Because he's mostly in it for the aesthetics, mm-hmm. right? Sure. But if you're a bike dude, if you're a professional biker dude, then be better. Or get, at least he should, when they got him be a bike, better. they would have been, he could have mentioned like, hey, do you know what? That bike you've got me takes 17 minutes to start up. So maybe just get one that's a little bit quicker. Uh, so I don't have to hear quite so much of the music. Because it did bang on. I get why you come out as the dead man. Because you're doing this rebranding where you're like, no, I'm a human person. Hi, my name's Mark. (laughs) I don't want a human person. I want the dead man. (laughs) The only way I can enjoy a man who wears a fucking don't tread on me, don't step on me, whatever the fuck. I don't even know because I disagree with it so strongly. Who wears that shit for fun. Who wears a no steppy on snakey t-shirt for fun in public is if I can believe he's the dead man. I don't want Mark. I don't (laughs) want... I'm the Mark. I let me be Mark. I'm the Mark. I'm the Mark. Let me be the Mark. I want to be the Mark. I'm the Mark now. (laughs) I hate when they make me know the truth. I hate when they confront me with facts. Mentioning that Glenn is the mayor of Fucktown New place i don't Knox know County? that was a bad thing because i'm sure there are <laughs> i'm sure there are very lovely people who live there who did not vote for him i'm going there soon so i will let you know <laughs> oh my god Lindsay, i'm sorry can we send you on a journey where you just go up to people in like the store like those tiktokers who we all hate and just like hey, hey. do you know what your mayor's side job is <laughs> like do you know what else your mayor i'm is? i'm prepared to do it I'm happy to do it. Uh, Jeff's family, I'm sure, will be super oh, no, into it. The, so. they, they'll be fun. They voted for him because they hated X-Pac and Tori. <laughs> um, excuse me. That is X-Factor Erasure, and we will not stand for it. X-Factor Erasure. Ugh. Is that what happened with the cage match? Was it cut for time? It was, was cut the- for time. And I believe it's actually the first segment went over. I think it was the trial went over. Okay. Um, well, here. Let me say two things about that. I'll just give you my opinion, obviously. For what it was... I, th- I thought that that cage segment, and it's a shame it got cut because I'm sure it would have been a wonderful match, still like put a ton of heat on Bailey because the character who comes and rips up people's signs and wants to deny them anything they want would be the perfect person to ruin the cage match. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I don't disagree with you there at all. I just it was just so oh, yeah, no, they short. Fixed it. it made yeah. me so mad and like yeah. to. And I get exactly what you're saying. It's like, you know, I wanted a thing and they didn't let me have it. It's like taking away Nakamura's music. You know, it's like that you want yeah. the thing, you can't have it. That's our heel move. Yeah. But to make it such a heavy part of your advertising to be like, women steal cage mats, women steal cage mats. Exactly. I'm like, oh my God, I'm pumped for this. And then it was like, oh, I'm not pissed at Bailey. I'm just furious yeah. at yeah. the WWE. Let's go home heat. Like, um, it's it. a different kind of heat and I'm I'm mad about it. And that was, that was my issue. And... I, I just it. I also just felt really bad for all yeah. the women involved because I felt like they deserved more because talk about people who have brought something to raw those people. It it is a- absolutely agree 100%. In addition, separate from that but also related to it, that was probably the f- the best first 45 minutes to an hour of WWE <sighs> programming that I've ever Sammy watched. Sami Zayn is so good. That was great. Listening to you Say all that right here, right to my face, after every time you've hugged me and it's shmooly this and I love you shmooly that. Man, that hurts. That hurts. It's interesting, like, you know, Triple H comes in, takes Mm -hmm. over. And it's very clear that the push that Austin Theory was set to receive was not what Triple H had in mind for him. But by having him as one of the anchors of this this U.S. title division and having him carry the belt, I feel like he keeps getting better. I think he, he yeah. had a really good match with Lashley. Like, there's he 
they lost the taking a photo of yourself, and I feel like they've done that so many times. Maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm misremembering, but it feels like the person who takes selfies, like Vince, doesn't like people who take selfies. So that's going to be the heel move as somebody right. who takes selfies with everybody. I think it was just so wedded to Tyler Breeze for me that it was too soon. Yes, for Austin Theory yes. to make it a thing, and then it you didn't know? like. Yeah, I think that he is on a road to audience recovery, where it's like he had that mm-hmm. like go home heat, go away heat, and he is. Like, they are building his character back now where it's like, oh, like, we actually do like this dude. We're remembering why we liked him so much. In that main event in Austin Theory's match, we had the return of Brock Lesnar as cowboy as ever. The beard, fully bushy. More cowboy. Uh, More cowboy. Look at that beard. Look at that beard. And now he's he's on a collision course with Bobby Lashley. And we're going to get a match that we've probably talked about having for some time. And I think they did have a match. They did a match a while back that was really unsatisfactory, if, they I, did. if I remember right. And I'm sorry, we 100%, like, if they fully job Bobby Lashley out, I'm going to be really fucking pissed. I know he's probably going to lose. He's Brock fucking Lesnar. It's like when you watch the opening of Saving Private Ryan and Giovanni Ribisi is like, can you give us a chance? We just want to just just give the black man a chance. Like, I don't need it. I I know he's not going to win. Can we not have this be over in like 60 seconds? What if he wins? But I do feel like, aren't they buddies? Aren't they They friends? And they have like a ton of respect for each other. So like, maybe he'll get to win. Yeah. And I do wonder if, are they both going to be in the Rumble? And I guess they'll eliminate each other out of the Rumble maybe. That would be cute. cute. I'd be be down to see that. And then like that builds to Mania and then Mm. we get to see Besties fight at Mania. And it's a match I I would be excited for. You know, I'm into it. I like it. I don't know. I might put this over later along with other things I want to yell about, but I'll say it now. We need Naomi back at the Rumble. I need those spots. Yes, please. I need her doing the wild Kofi shit. I need it. I need it. I need it so hard. Speaking of which, this is releasing on the day of the Rumble, but we recorded this on Wednesday evening. Just names. Let's just go around. Who's going to win the men's Rumble? Just say the name that comes to your head, Danielle. If I'm booking it, Sammy wins the Rumble. If I'm not booking it, I don't know, man. Like, fucking... Anyone? <laughs> oh, my heart wants Sammy so bad. My heart will only accept Sammy. Um, I guess Cody is our other option. Oh man, he's totally too coming back. Yeah. Way too fucking obvious. If Sammy Zayn wins the Rumble, you will hear me screaming <gasps> from wherever you are uh-huh. right now. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. I don't know how I will come. <gasps> what will we all um, do? How will we manage? Gilk, I promise you one thing. If you are in town on Saturday and Sami Zayn wins the Rumble, I will find a way to get to your house. <laughs> and we're, and we're going to have two <laughs> drinks about it before I go home and pass the fuck out. <laughs> like, we should just like run to each other yeah. and wherever we meet. That we'll meet there every year on the anniversary of Sammy winning the Rumble. <laughs> it's been so beautiful. Look at you doing a bromance novel. <laughs> Two picks. One is Cody, because I think the fact that it's obvious makes you think it's not going to be yeah, him, probably which why is it why happen, it's a great right? choice for it to be him. And the other, the other is this is my long shot. Dark Horse is The Rock. Maybe they've been really the teasing The Rock up being like, I mean, I, no. I would get it. I don't, I want, don't it, want it, but I could get it. You don't I want it, but it, but it, but it, I don't want it, it could happen. All right, the women's rumble. <laughs> Sorry, that's just WWE in a nutshell. It's like, I could see it, I don't want it. Like, that's yes, wrestling that fandom. Who's your winner for the for the women's rumble? Right now, only seven entrants announced. I think we're as of the as of the uh, 20th, there were only. I mean, I, I would like Rhea. I mean, I think that Rhea's I'd like, like Rhea. the Rhea. dream, right? Right, because Rhea could easily... You've got two nights of Mania now. Rhea could easily do a women's mm-hmm. title match one of those nights. That It's not the headliner, you know? It doesn't need to be the headliner. It could be an opener. Rhea's just a fucking superstar. Mm-hmm. So, and I think she, you know, she should have it. I think Rhea Ripley's going to be in the Kane spot. She's going to get a ton of eliminations. Yep. I have a really weird feeling that it's going to be Raquel Rodriguez. I know. I'm not saying oh, that's... Yeah. I'm not saying that's what any of us want or that that's something... She needs as a baby face right now, but it just feels yeah. like that could be it. 
No, you're right, because I was watching SmackDown on Friday and she had that little VT and it yes. was very like, everyone's forgetting I'm the biggest and the strongest. And I'm like, I think you're forgetting about one yeah. real Excuse me, Miles. Um, That's yeah. Smile. It's but enough. they are giving her a push and <sighs> I just don't, don't want to be rude to Raquel because she seems fine. Yeah. And she walks. Um, but like, I... She is fine would resent her having a mania mm. match. Yes. This is another thing that won't happen. It will never happen in a million years. If this one happens, I'm literally coming in a limousine, <laughs> grabbing you, uh, grabbing Julian from wherever he lives, location parts unknown. Uh, and, and we're all going out to stake. But if all of a sudden at number 30, we heard, it won't happen. An episode of Blue's Clues? <laughs> <laughs> if Blue wins the Rumble, like, I'm getting a hell of a Monet. Like, You're talking about Monet. Oh, please don't Monet. That's I don't wrong. need her. That not Monet. The Monet Lisa. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I would die. We would all die. Uh, okay, I would expire so on a, the spot uh, from ambulance. the comedy of it. So we'll get an ambulance. House <laughs> place. Yours place. Julian's place, downtown, eating steaks. <laughs> Imagine it though, I would crease myself. I would absolutely. It won't happen. I, you but... would, we would need an ambulance and like I'd need you <laughs> because it would be absurd. I love WrestleMania, we all do. The Rumble is my top of the top four. Well, if you have an idea what's going to happen at the Royal Rumble and you're listening to that before this happens, you can tell us all of your thoughts in our Facebook group and find us on all the other socials via the links in the show notes. When we come back, we'll tell you about one of the oddest Royal Rumbles of all time. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, let us guess. You love books, but wish you had more time to read. Or maybe you used to read a lot, but life has gotten in the way, kids, grad school, you name it. Maybe you don't know where to start and bookish social media is overwhelming. How do people on TikTok read so many books? Oh my God, I don't know. And maybe you've been reading the same book for six months and now it's permanently attached to your bedside table. Maybe you don't even know what you like to read anymore. We're reading glasses and don't worry, we got you. We'll get you back into reading and help you enjoy books again. Reading Glasses, every week on Maximum Fun. Tides and Bites Podcast. Tides and Bites. Welcome back to Tides and Fights. I'm Al Lovelet and I'm joined today by... Danielle Bradford. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Rhymes with shit. Holy shit! I love Kate. On a hard fart victory. Live, pal. What? As we await the latest Royal Rumble, we're going to go way back to the year 2000. That's right. In the year 2000. In the year 2000. We're going to talk about that version of the Royal Rumble. This is the, really the McMahon-Helmsley era is sort of taking foot. That happened in December of 99. We're well into the Attitude Era now. Approaching the end game. this is like the Infinity War <laughs> This is the Infinity War, and then 2001 <laughs> is kind of the end game. Everything that WWE does is pretty much, like, white hot over. Mm. Everybody on the roster is over. Everything gets a pop. And it's a great pay-per-view that I've watched many, many times. This and 2001 are probably the Rumbles I've watched the most. Wowzers. This is a great pay-per-view, everything except the Rumble. And I'll I'll tell you why I think that in a little bit. But let's just go through some of the other things that happen uh, on this pay-per-view. You have uh, Taz making his WWE debut and beating Kurt Angle, mm. choking him out. So he's passed out backstage and like doesn't like he's like, I didn't give up because I passed out because he's his winning streak is still alive mm. at this point. He's trying to defend his winning streak. But Taz is the one who beats him. What happened? Did I win? I don't know. Mm -hmm. All I all I, know is that I were, no, all I know is that you were choked unconscious, and they Choke. called us in to get you. That's illegal. 
They're not allowed to do that. I don't know about that, but you look a little I'm undefeated, though. Did I, did I win? I don't know. All I know is that you were choked unconscious. That's what we're here to help you out. Listen, you look a little, little unsteady. Why don't you come well, over and sit back down? If you choke me, I'm undefeated. Then you have the Hardy Boys wrestling the Dudley Boys in a table match that has the famous spot where Jeff Hardy jumps off the top of the concourse mm. through, I think, Devon or, or uh, I think it might be Bubba Ray who's on the table. Then you have Chris Jericho mm. and China. Mm. And who's the other person in that triple threat match? It's not Jeff Jarrett. He's already gone by then. Uh, it's Hardcore Holly, right? Thank you. Yeah. And Hardcore Holly in a, in a tr- it's a triple threat match, yeah. isn't it? For, yep. the, to be for the Intercontinental title. Because China had it. Then lost to Jarrett, and then she and Jericho were together, but then they're arguing with each other and fighting yeah. over the belt. Hardcore Holly gets involved. Um, so that's a really good match. But this is like the start of Triple H as at really as a world champion. Mm. That is his first world championship win is over Mick Foley in, in August of, of 99. You have a guy who's in the main event, but hasn't really been made yet. And mm. Mick Foley's the guy who makes him, and he does it starting here with a street fight between Triple H and Cactus Jack. One thing mankind is not is ready to face you in a street fight at the Royal Rumble in Madison Square Garden. But I think the WWF fans deserve a substitute in that match. I think you know the guy. His name- Mick Foley is one of the best of all time when it comes to making yes. guys, mm-hmm. making yeah. top guys. And we make fun of Taker, but that the I'll make you famous. He's not wrong. Taker also made a ton of guys, but Mick Foley did it by losing to yep. them. <laughs> Undertaker didn't lose that often. Uh, Taker made people by almost losing to mm-hmm. them. Oh, it's as close as it's ever been, but he still won. Yeah, it's kind of like what it's basically what John Cena did during that U.S. T- title run. Basically, yeah. just anybody you get to. Get a hell of a match out of John Cena, and that's we'll see well, where it goes. You get now. a hell of a match out of John Cena if you can bring a hell of a match to John Cena, but you will get like a big rub regardless. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, John, lovely John. So that that match is just incredible. It is one of the few matches with blood. I was just gonna say it's so bloody for you, Halbert. I was rewatching yeah, it yesterday, really and I was like, this podcast. is so bloody for Halbert. I think I had a different stomach for it at the time. Hal, as a child, was just a bloodthirsty maniac. <laughs> oh yeah, I wanted. I mean, not wrong, weren't we all? Well, not you, Julian, because you're still a child. But for the rest of us, we were 90s children were sociopaths. We we wanted to see. It. We grew up on 80s horror. I mean, by the 90s, we mm-hmm. were just like. Like, bust them open or don't come. Literally, like, it's, yeah. this is how it is. <laughs> Literally, our, one of our major icons as early 80s born and living later babies was a whore villain who was burned alive because he was a child molester by all of mm-hmm. the parents in his neighborhood who he used to like then go into their kids' dreams and call him a bitch. Like we had just different standards back then. Yeah. And not, not only was he right. the monster, but we also thought he was kind of cool. It's not that we're right. Yes, he was an anti-hero. <laughs> 80s babies, not okay. We're working the 90s, things. we were down with someone getting their face busted open real quick yeah uh, but bad. now my stomach is more sensitive than it used to be <laughs> i mean lit- literally and metaphorically yeah. it's an outstanding match despite the blood yeah i probably look at with a kinder eye because i was a little less squeamish about it when i was 23 when it came out because i'm a late i'm a mid to late 70s baby well no at 23 um, you still don't think you can die yeah you're still invulnerable um <laughs> i thought the package was really good too like the pre-match uh, I mean, we you know we always talk about how great WWE is at those pre-match packages. It's a true story. But again, having not been watching it at this time, and I yes, I know now, and yes, I've seen it multiple times. But watching it yesterday, I really paid attention to the package, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. You really sold me on this. And I was reading about how it was one of the first pay-per-views to mm. be shown in the UK, like on terrestrial TV. Mm-hmm. And like, if I was watching this, it was such an easy entrance into what WWE is. From beginning to end, package, match, story, mm-hmm. Mick Foley, icon, Triple H, icon. You've got your Stephanie in there. I just It had everything. And I think it would be a match that I would show people if they were like 
what is wrestling. Now, the rumble itself, what's notable about it is almost everyone who had a match during the show outside of of Mick and Triple H come back to enter this rumble because the roster is so thin. We're still weeks away from the radicals showing up. And that's going to sort of shift the balance of power, bring people in. There are folks who have not yet made their debut. Mm. So we're, we're running we're running thin here in terms of the roster. But everyone is there. And everyone gets a pop. This was the second, I believe, controversial ending. First one, of course, being the Shawn Michaels one foot, where mm-hmm. we got the two <sighs> foot rule after that match. This one, The Rock and uh, and The Big Show go out at the same time. Mm. Yeah, but The Rock got back in fastest. So it was... <laughs> the Rock gets back in faster. <laughs> He's ruled the winner. Big Show keeps coming back with footage proving... This is after the rumble. <laughs> proving that The Rock feet hit first and whining about it nonstop. And that leads to what starts as a triple threat match between... The Big Show, The Rock, and Mick Foley, uh, and uh, Triple H. Oops, spoiler alert. Mm. Mick Foley's added in, and they have a McMahon in each corner. Which is um, obviously a better version of the, I think it was Axel, that was like, oh no, I never got like taken out of the Rumble, so I'm still in the Rumble. I believe Curtis Axel is still in the Rumble. Uh, what, yes, what are we on, like three, Rumble. four years at this point? That led to a great gimmick, though, that we just never saw come through, which is Axelmania. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Him getting Axelmania over was What a huge. great t-shirt, too. I mm-hmm. mean. But some other highlights are even people like Test is super over at this point because he's just coming off of the Stephanie McMahon Triple H storyline mm. where he had been with Stephanie McMahon. Bob Backlund is over. <laughs> Do you know what was really fun about watching this? I watched it with Jeff, mm. uh, who oh, I always no. say is new to wrestling, but no, it's now yeah. been like eight fucking years. And so he sees it better than we do because we have nostalgia glasses. Right? But it's always fun to go back and watch old stuff because I get to watch it with him now and I'll be like, that's the Uso's daddy. That's Bray Wyatt's daddy. It's like, yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's JBL. No, that guy with the dark hair. That's JBL. <laughs> that's what he used to look like. And then there's a like really dark version of it where it's like, who's that guy? I'm like, he died. And it's like, who's that guy? Like, he, he died. died. Um, and it's a good mm-hmm. 50-50 in that rumble. Like, it is a really dodgy number of people who yeah. died. He didn't care for the Miss Royal Rumble segment, which I appreciated, but he could have just been saying that for my benefit. Uh, mm. <laughs> he knows where his bread is buttered. He lives in his house <laughs> with me. But it was wild to watch the actual Rumble itself because he also loves the Rumble so much. Sure. So to watch one where that was so far back out of his time and his frame of reference was just nuts to be like, no, that's that's X-Pac, who we saw in the airport that time with his dog and a baby girl. Oh. Uh, and it was just a delight, <laughs> an absolute delight. Did you have a favorite moment from the Rumble? Oh, obviously the dancing. Obviously the dancing. The Oh, this is Rikishi with Too Cool. I only want to see Rikishi dancing with uh, Scotty Duhotti and Grandmaster Sexay. I also don't want to say the words Grandmaster Sexay ever again. And the number of times, obviously, Lola was saying Grandmaster Sexay. I'm like, stop it. That's your son. You can't call your own son sexy. I don't care if that's right? their name. It's not cool. It's like some very creepy Instagram mom being like, mm, look at my sexy baby. And it's like, no, no. I don't care how old she is. You don't get I don't to call like the it. baby sexy. No, it's because he's always your baby. Uh, but I did love the dancing. And I love, I think Rikishi is, not only does he have the moves, even the build up to it is great because it's like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And then he does do it. And yeah. then he beats their ass. It's just, it's perfect. It's perfect. I loved it. And then they, then they dap each other up. Right. It's so good. And I think that's so much of what people discount about Rikishi is everyone was like, oh, well, like, it's just like his body size. It's just like his whatever. And it's the people like him because he's more fit than you should be it's someone with a badonk that donkey donk and it's like a yeah that's part of it but he knows that and so that's why he is more fit than your fave rikishi in his day was more fit than a lot of people's faves um and, and then it's the also 2000s like, where if you were not a matchstick you were yes. grossly obese. Like, this is how the yes. 2000s were for all there humans. There were literally like, no... There's no shades of gray. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and yes, there was that thing of, like, he's getting over by just being, like, 
a big dude who's kind of like sexy and can move. Let's make him gross. Let's make him put his ass in people's face. Little did they know that he was on the forefront of ass eating technology. I mean, it's so hot right now. It's so hot right now. He's so far ahead of his time. There is a shot after he eliminates um, the boys, and then the shot just is hard cam zooming in on his butt while he stands facing the ramp waiting for the next contestant to come in. And I know it's supposed to be like, ooh, look at his butt, but I'm just like, he's in on the joke. So this is very funny. It's not not laughing at him. I'm laughing with him because did you just see those moves he busted? I did. Exactly. Also, it's like, um, I'm sorry. He didn't have to do a BBL to get them BBs and L's, (laughs) baby. Right. I also went back and then watched him do the dance with the Usos at the Hall of Fame ceremony because it made me so happy. Side question, mm-hmm. how much money would you pay to see the bloodline do the dance? There isn't enough money. Paul Heyman all included. Of all, my, all of it? Right. Who gets the sunglasses put on them? Paul Heyman? Paul Heyman? Oh, oh. Dance Solo. I'm not sure. Because Solo obviously is like the, the spiritual, uh, you know. Right. The, I was a predecessor. That's the wrong word. Words are my job. This is a real problem. Successor. 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 I feel like Solo is uh, shaping up with regards to his... Uh, fitness because he seems to be getting less puffy and puffy which is exciting to see but he feels like more like the rikishi of the gang right the stoic like i'm not laughing at you which is why it's funny when he does break um so i would accept solo as your option there i would also accept roman uh and i would accept (laughs) Heyman. the glasses on but the glasses on roman i think would be a good time so this whole rumble sits in like this sandwich so you have the Hardys versus the Dudleys in a table match, mm-hmm. but you've already had the ladder match against Edge and Christian, and you're about to have the triangle ladder match mm-hmm. between all of them. So you have these storylines that are that are just sort of picking up. We're just getting back to, we're going to get back to Triple H and The Rock for a little while after they've taken a break, and that starts at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple of things to put out of the sort of one is Kai and Tai re- repeatedly coming in and getting thrown out, except Taka Michinoku gets concussed, so then Funaki just keeps Kai coming and back and getting thrown out. Um, X Pac gets eliminated, but comes back in because nobody sees it. The the officials don't see. My personal favorite from this rumble is Road Dog bear hugging the bottom rope so that nobody can like that's his strategy is let them all fight and i'm gonna hold on to the bottom rope i'm gonna like turtle it on this bottom rope you can't argue with it as a strategy strategy. how are they gonna get you over the top if you don't let go of the bottom can't do it Mm -hmm. can't be done it's a Mm -hmm. long isometric hold though like if you wanted to be like strong for that amount of time this is tough like the core work tough test Mm -hmm. time that's your 2000 row rumble worth a watch if you haven't seen it it is available on pakak and if you want to share some thoughts on Royal Rumble 2000 and this year's Royal Rumble, we're still accepting those submissions as well. Visit us on any of our social network accounts via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tyson Fights. Which animal has the most bones? Why isn't Pluto a planet? Why are bees electrically charged? Let's find out together on our show, Let's Learn Everything, where we learn anything and everything interesting. My name's Caroline, and I studied biodiversity and conservation. My name's Tom, and I studied computer science and cognitive blah, 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 blah. Mm, Did you? <laughs> <laughs> and my name's Ella, and I studied stem cells and regenerative medicine. On our show, we do as much research as you would for a class, but we don't get in trouble for making each other laugh. Subscribe to Let's Learn Everything every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk. Now it's time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Julian, pop quiz. Play the clip. Rhymes with shit. Yes! Oh, A+. plus. Danielle, what do you want to put over? <laughs> so, just tracking everything, we don't know what happened. But at one point, WWE was promoting, as part of the Legends, part of WWE Raw, 
that the Bella Twins were legends. They were on the promo on Friday. They were yeah. on the graphic on SmackDown. Yeah. I was like, oh, yay, Bellas. I wonder what they'll wear. Oh. I was very excited about and it. And what they wore was rage. And so uh, <laughs> they went on live and got like very, um, that's not Brie mode. I guess it would be very like a, um, Brie mode. you know. Aggro? Fuck WWE mode. <laughs> fuck WWE. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck WWE. Um, and started getting a little bit um, loud. Got spicy. Like, got a little, little bit spicy. spicy over in Napa. How didn't they showcase anything from the women's evolution? But also the way we did our matches on Sasha there. Banks and they're like, we can't. And the Bellas. There's a bunch of us in Mercedes is too over. And we and can't say her name. There's a couple mm. other girls and Rhea. There's a bunch of us they don't yeah. want to show. That's fine. That's fine. It is Brie mode. That is yeah, Brie that mode. Yeah, that is Brie mode. <laughs> well, but also, first of all, it's like, look, if you've watched enough of Toad's Steve's and Toad's Bell's, like we all at this podcast, every single one of us, all four of us, not anyone else, like everyone, including our producer, has watched, um, you can kind of, you can tell the difference between like Nikki and um, Nikki and Brie's voices. And both of them were super over their shit Um, and just like kind of shooting. And hey, maybe this is this was the thing I was thinking is like it could be that this is them not shooting that Mercedes will be back for the Rumble, but maybe them having a little thing where it's like, well, people are asking why we were removed, blah, 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 blah. Whoop de whoop. And so this is how we cover it up because maybe we'll be at the Rumble. These are things I would like. But also, it's like either way, either as a, a work for the Rumble or them just straight up being like, where the fuck were the women? Babes, I got you. Nice. That's it. Bella mode. Lindsay? <laughs> um, I was also going to put over the Bellas because I love them. And because Nikki, technically, I guess, has a new show out this week. I haven't even watched it yet. I'm putting that motherfucker over. Nikki Bella says I do. Uh, a four-part series about Nikki Bella's trip up the aisle. No puns allowed. Uh, that drops this week, which I had thought, oh, they're going to be in the Rumble because that show is out. So Barmageddon finished this week, which is her other show. Nikki Bella says, I do. If nothing else, that woman's manager is working overtime. Uh, So Barmageddon finished. Nikki Bella says, I do, starts. I'm like, they're definitely going to be in the Rumble. Isn't that Mama Bella? I don't know how that works. I mean, all right, so an agent. Like, she might be the manager, but someone who has sway in Hollywood. But no, it's been, I'm very excited. Mama Bella is involved. And the both of them just did, because Nikki, isn't Nikki hosting that, like, a... that was Barmageddon. She Barmageddon, was on Barmageddon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The USA show. And that ended this Which week. Which Mercedes so was just on. The second that finished, they're rolling straight into Nikki Bella Says I Do. Sweet. Um, so I thought they would definitely be, or she would definitely be in the Rumble, if not Brie. I thought Nikki definitely would be for promotion's sake. I do think that um, she would only do and it now if I really was don't coming, know. though. Yeah. Well, no, I don't. I want to say yes, but I don't. I think I think Brie would only do it if Nikki was doing it. I don't think Nikki needs Brie to do it. Well, it's Brie like, you know, I shit. wouldn't say, I well, don't know if CM Punk would say I'm his best friend, but he would say, <laughs> you know, it's, we're right back to that. We're right back to Joey Mercury. Like, I don't know if he would say I'm his best friend, but I would say he's my best friend. I think Brie would do it. If Nikki did it, I think Nikki would do it without Brie. That's fair, because, like, look, what are they going to do? It's not Nikki and Brie say I do. It's Nikki Bella says I do. What is Brie going to do? Is she going to, like, go on camera and be like, oh, I know we're doing this fabulous thing, but here's how Greywater works. And, I mean, if even if you don't want to watch the show, I encourage you to pop over to Nikki's Instagram and watch the clip of her telling Brie that they're just going to text out their wedding invites. And Brie is horrified at the idea of texting out wedding invites. And then Nikki's response is like, aren't you the earth bitch? Isn't this better? <laughs> like, just not sending invitations. God, and so Brie good. has nowhere to go. It's pretty great. But also the idea that Nikki Bella texted out her wedding invites, is, it does horrify me. And I, I worry about that relationship every day. <laughs> uh, but that's for me to do in my own private time. That's Sorry, all. Sorry, Armand. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I got an oldie but a goodie. Here's Sami Zayn shouting down a homophobe at a live event. 
Oh, you almost made it. Then you then you botched the landing by calling him a bitch. Oh, well, <sighs> that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay <laughs> Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. I'm in video games, podcasts, all over the place. Other stuff I can't talk about yet, but maybe soon. In our hearts. Our heart. I'm in your hearts. I'm checking to make sure everything is safe. You, who needs a stint when you have me? <laughs> Follow me at Hal Lublin on social media. Lindsay? Uh, I I have books and you can read them on your reading devices in your hands in the style of a book. You can get them from your libraries, you can get them from bookshops, you can get them online. They're all over the place. I've heard they're very funny. That's what people have been telling me this week, which is nice. I enjoy (laughs) that. Uh, So you could check them out. Also, actually, if you're in the US, Barnes & Noble has an amazing pre-order offer on this week or the next few days where you can pre-order pretty much any book coming out this year and you'll get 25% off. So I do have a book coming out here in September in the US that is included in that promotion, but also just like any books. So if you are a book lover... I am not promoting Barnes & Noble, nor am I being paid to do so, but I am promoting books because I love when people read books. So if you have a book coming out, for example, that you're excited about, that you know is coming, get yourself 25% off at Barnes & Noble. I don't know the details because they're not paying me, but it's on their website. <laughs> you should definitely check it out. Hell and yeah. also it's money going to Barnes & Noble and not, not the evil place. So we love that. Nice. Danielle. I was telling y'all, if you like me slinging dice, we are doing... A, um, we, there's just one of me. I'm doing a show on Cryptic Studios Twitch that is called Clear Skies Perseverance. All of us will be playing like in the Star Trek universe and like a shipyard where we make ships. It's dope. That is going to start, I believe, Monday is our preview from six Pacific time. And then after that, oh, the first real show was the Monday after that. So, yay, go team. I get to be stupid and, and, and do uh, slang dice again. Yay, I like it. Nice. Our producer is three, two, pun. <laughs> Julian Burrell. <laughs> Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. You can keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. Those are in the show notes. And that's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. More stuff coming soon. Watch this mm. space. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported